Okay. So on my Twitter client, which is a black background, because I use like a not official Twitter client. Yeah. I could not read the logo. It was just their squid guy. Like on slightly Tweet Deck or something. It was unreadable. Yeah, on yeah. Tweet Deck. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So I guess you couldn't read the words. Yeah. But I knew because I knew the squid. Because he used night mode. Uh, well, it's just an all black. It's like a real slick. Okay. Like all black Twitter thing. Um, Which one is it? It's called Phoenix. Some weird. Program. I don't even know if it's still around. Oh. And I don't. I think it's only on Android. Oh, okay. Um, but I'll show you, and you'll be like, "Wow, that looks pretty slick." Yeah, yeah. yeah that's nice. That's pretty quick. And also, look at me. I'm scrolling up. Two days ago. <laughs> Catching up on tweets. So if I have like doctor's appointment. Waiting in an airport. Right. I got an abundance of stuff to catch up on. Oh, that's good. Um, could you say some more things to get the levels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying more things. This is probably how loud I'm talking. Unless Kier says something super funny, which case I'll go, <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Um, no peaks. Yeah, it's weird. Some people were really peeking at full Indies of it. They were like... Were you in a crowded Screaming. Space? No, no, it's not, it's not bad it's with the directional. Out. It's it, just like... Was it Nels Anderson? No. Or Jason Nels Turner? Did, no, no. Michael No, Nicanor? it was uh, Tam, Tam Belaya. Oh, I don't know Tam. That's her Twitter account. She's making like an NES synth. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, did you see that? No. Or not NES, sorry, Game Boy. Game Boy synth. Yeah, so she had so like... she's a, making the synth. She, she made like a Game Boy ROM to like use the Game Boy's audio hardware yeah, yeah, yeah. to make like this weird art. Like, it's, like, half visual. So it's not just doing chiptunes. It's, like, a whole thing. It's, like, a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. And there's, like, a legal, uh, like, NES de- or Game Boy dev kits. Oh, yeah. There were, I mean, there'd have to be. <laughs> that Well, I don't know if there has to be. I don't think they're making legal ones. <laughs> yeah, but I just I don't, don't think know. they ever did. I, I can't fathom how that stuff... Like, dev, dev kits... <laughs> not, dev no, kits d- when Game Boy was around were just Game Boys because only Nintendo... Was working on them. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how. That might not be true. Actually, there were third-party games for yeah Nintendo. There's probably dev. And also, there's for like Game Boy. I don't know. There's a lot of dev kits around the world, and mm-hmm. they care less and less as time goes on. And I bet if you're like strapped for cash, you could sell a Nintendo DS on the black like market. Original DS, like uh, just to some guy on Craigslist. In exchange for a fresh, <laughs> for a fresh kid name, Nintendo would probably not catch you. <laughs> Sounds like some Silk Road stuff to me. Um, here. Okay, shall okay. we? Shall we go? What's your name and what's your game? My name is Gordon McGlattery, and my game is a lot of different games. Yeah, but we're talking about. Well, we could talk about whatever. But okay, but we're talking about Wander Song. I mean, that that probably be, be the, the smart one to do. Thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Time frame. And it's out now, or yesterday, or tomorrow. Whenever you release this. This week, last week. It was out. or will be out on September 27th, mm-hmm. 2018, depending on when you listen to this. Yeah. We're launching on Switch, PC, Mac. So yeah, what's your role on the game? I'm doing. I'm only doing the music, I, so I run a shell in the pit, and we do sound for games mm-hmm. a lot um, of games so so technically our studio is doing all the sound for wander song but i didn't touch the sound mm. m Ooh, m halberstadt did all the sound yeah yeah but that also means she mixed the game so her her role was actually kind of more supervisory than mine mm-hmm. in this instance which was kind of nice but your thing yeah is that is that the first time you've kind of 
done that kind of collaborative role like that? Not really. Like, I usually give everyone their game. Like, Rachel's... Well, no, Rachel's not working on one of her games right now. She's working on a trailer, but... So, like, Rachel's doing... Well, that wasn't the original plan. Rachel's been doing most of Eichenfeld. Is Rachel making a trailer right now? Yes. No, Rachel's capturing for a trailer right now. So... Wait, okay, we got a sidebar on this. Yeah. So she's going in, capturing footage. Sounds amazing, because Sean the Pit did the sound. We did not do the sound for this one. So mm-hmm. that's something that we're, like, t- we're oh, playing Oh, are you guys with. pitching, or are you guys sending one of those? No, like- we've, been, uh, we've been commissioned to just do a trailer what? for Humble. Weird. Yeah, so we're, because they saw M's edits. We did the trailers for Wander Song. We did a... Um, the Eichenfeld trailer as well, just because we're doing those games anyways. Yeah. And, Marlin, and, and, our con- and Marlon's locked up. Marlon's got... Yeah, Marlon yeah. has been snatched he's up braced. by Ryan. So, yeah, so he's there's, braced. There's, a, there's at least a trailer a week there, void in the there indie is game a, world yeah, exactly, right now. <laughs> exactly. We're like not nearly at his level as far as uh, juice goes. Yeah. I think we need to yeah. figure out our particle effects and our fancy motion graphics yeah, and stuff. I mean... But I think we're pretty good at the linear thing. So already. you guys aren't doing that. And by we, I mean Em and Rachel. I'm, mm. I'm just kind of like overseeing. But yeah. So you guys not did the audio for this game. We did not do the audio for this game, but we did the. We're doing the, the trailer. I did the, I did the music for the trailer. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I did so, work okay. on. I worked on the trailer. I did okay. the music for it. Um, and uh, then Rachel did all the capturing and the rough cut, and then M came in and did the fine cut. Mm. And then we will be outsourcing our. Motion graphics stuff. Because we have to get some fancy motion graphics. We don't have anyone in in-house. That's so wild that you guys are doing trailers for games that... Yeah, it just kind of fell on our... It sort of fell on our lap and... Like, are we opportunists, Rachel? I guess? Definitely. Yeah. So we, are, we opportunisted it. Is yeah. that the company mantra? We're opportunists. Yeah, I don't think that would be a very good one. <laughs> I don't think that would fly well with the indie crowd. Um, we were opportunists. Like, we were opportunists in this instance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like indies, we like to be resourceful, mm-hmm. and I guess being an opportunist falls into that. So. Yeah. And is that like is this the way? Is this like an exciting direction for the company? Yeah, like, big time. We're I think just so. gonna do whatever. Well, like we've worked on dozens of trailers, yeah, and we're usually really closely tied to the overall production of the thing because a lot of the time the music has to be done first. Mm-hmm. So usually, if we're working with Marlon or Derek or and Joshua or Kurt, they'll give us the the general idea of the trailer, and then I'll write the music that is that the arc goes along the same sort of shape as the general idea. And then the a lot of the time the whole trailer will just be like timed along the song. Um, and they might take oh, the music yeah. and do a couple yeah. rough, rough edits. That makes, I never even thought. It's, a, it's way easier to edit if you already have the song. Yeah, I never. Because then you know all your beats are, your dramatic arc. Like the music usually so drives that. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I bet there's people out there doing it the other way and it's like... It could be really painful, People and I know music to <laughs> I know composers that are really good at that. Like Riley Riley Koenig is really good at cramming his music into a, an edit that is locked, and but it's huh. really hard to make that sound yeah. like it was intentional. You know? And then I imagine that's probably like only for the trailer. I mean, that would be I repurpose it, but yeah, yeah. Whereas like, I mean, that's what you do. You might do for a movie though, right? Like a movie, a lot of the time you edit. 
but that can that's what causes a lot of frustration for composers a lot of the time. Mm. So composers haven't got to compose for this would be in film. And this would never happen in games. But yeah. the Well the question bus isn't a video games only podcast. Okay, so the stop. only constant is that there's an interview. <laughs> no no no, it's not only video games. Oh it's I've not only video games. I've interviewed a rapper, I've interviewed a, a, a visual artist. Yeah. I've interviewed um, old modders, but it's not there's okay. no bounds on the question bus. We're solid. Um, so what happens is that the film editors will edit to temp tracks, to temp music, and then they fall in love with it. And this does happen in games as well, but then the composers just have to come in and kind of mimic that temp, temp track. And so that's why a lot of the superhero movies all sound exactly the same, because mm-hmm. they're using like a lot of the same temp tracks. I thought that was just analytics. It's probably a bit of both, but there's an interview with like Danny Elfman and everyone, and they say it's mainly the ten tracks problem. What? Yeah, and so they're just like everybody's just using the same tracks to vote because it's probably a lot of editors that are editing the same movie over and over again, and they're just like, well, this track always works here, and then they show their edit to the director, and the director's like, love music. <laughs> Let's get a Danny Elfman to do that, but just not enough that. So we Where get they sued get by the original composer. Where do they get that temp music? Uh, other movies. So it'll be stuff. <laughs> it'll be. It won't be like music that is supposed to be temp music. It'll be. Oh, they'll. Yeah. You know. They'll grab like the theme from The Godfather or something mm. and stuff that in. Do people ever do that with games? Do you ever like when you start working on a game? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Like... They'll have temp music. It doesn't happen to us as much, but I know there was a huge problem. Um, it's happened at EA with like the original uh, what's the snowboarding game SSX. SSX. Yeah, they had. I know EA has you know fallen in love. The developers are just using whatever temp mix that's mm-hmm. top forty music, and then they're like, "Sweet, well, it's the song's good to go, right?" And everybody's like, "No, no, no, we don't have the rights for that." Yeah. And then, but the produce producers or the higher ups might be so in love with it that they're like, "Well." Guess we have to pay like twenty million dollars for the license or something There's, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always wonder about that too because I yeah. feel like people know now. Like I think the Golden Arrow was kind of the like mid or like early two thousands to like to like before the three sixty generation was when you could get a lot of like probably licensed music real cheap. Maybe uh, and I feel like it's now. I don't it's know. Like, the, the record labels have always been really aggressive. Yeah. For for the, like decades. Have you heard any like numbers on what that stuff costs? Yeah, the first commercial gig I ever had was for Purina Dog Food, mm. and I got the gig because the production company I was working for, who we still work with, actually, it's like one of our only non-game clients, mm. left left a nice fellow in. St. Louis uh, he was like okay Purina wants Ray LaMontagne like one of his big songs yeah. uh, and so I went and I talked to Ray LaMontagne's people mm. and they wanted $500,000 for the sync license and another $500,000 for the mechanical sync license being they don't they sing it there's like there's, you have to get a license for the composition and you have to get a license for the performance uh, so that's why that's why the Beatles music, you know, for when Michael Jackson held all the copyright, mm-hmm. that's why you ne- you'd always hear covers, because the oh. I think that's the sync license. I think is the composition license, mm-hmm. um, and it was cheaper. Huh? Yeah. So 
And you guys never... Have you guys worked on anything? I never any, worked like that, no. Have you guys worked on any game that licensed, like, Top 40? No. <laughs> no. We've only worked on indies, and nobody yeah. we've worked with could ever afford to license yeah. a Top 40 track. So... And, and games make it all hard and different anyways, because it has to be... Suddenly you have to make it dynamic. Yeah. You know, you'd have to get your hands on the stems, which is never yeah. easy. Yeah, probably. I imagine people don't want to give that... I think it's possible. Yeah, no, it's yeah. definitely like I mean, sound shapes had like rock band, like rock like bands. Sound shapes had Beck in it. It did. Yeah. That was oh, the, sound shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like. But did they work with Beck on that? I would. I imagine. think they might have. I imagine it was. Right. Yeah, I was thinking of shapes and beats. And I was, it was like, cool. <laughs> oh yeah, just shapes. And <laughs> I was like, Latch got is Beck. That, is that out? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The last three podcasts I've had him on, it's like it's coming out three months. No, it came out this year, and, and it wails. Did you guys do that? No. Mm. no. Do you we're get a lot of people with. guessing, like thinking you did a game that you didn't do? Um, not immediately. Mm. Sometimes just because we collaborate with Power Up so often that gets uh, confused, but that's like yeah. that would obviously happen. Yeah. Just because I'll have done the music, but I also run a sound company, mm-hmm. and they'll have done the sound effects. But also yeah. sometimes they license or they yeah. commission composers. So that gets confusing. Was uh, throughout your entire collaboration with Power Up was kind of having your own sound design company a thing that was in that, your mind? That wasn't never the plan. Not really. No, you were just gonna. Yeah, uh, I was. I was like originally sort of their primary outsourcer for sound effects and music, and then uh, they wanted to hire me full time. But then I just had too many of my own contracts going already. Like, I think I was still, may, might have still been working on Rogue Legacy. Oh. Um, or had, no, that, that was done. But Oaklos was underway, Parkitect was underway. Uh, a few other games were still, were already going. Yeah. And I think I might have been like, Jeff, why don't you just, like, buy these from me and then I'll come work with you. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, you they, we just, like, didn't want to deal with the contract mess. So we just became mm-hmm. two different companies that are still pals. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys uh, do a lot of referrals back and forth? Mostly them to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they get their their marketing is a lot stronger, so they get a lot more. Um, <laughs> you got the better shirt though. We have a better shirt. Don't put that on there. I don't want them to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I had Ty Taylor. Don't get um, so sensitive about it. I had Ty Taylor rank the members of Power Audio. <laughs> <laughs> and I think everybody but Joey. I like the power-up shirts. I just can't wear them because it gets confusing. Oh yeah. Since I since I was their prime outsourcer for so long, I, I was like on their website. I might still be on their website to this you day. You got a good shot. That's the problem. It's a good picture. Yeah, I got like such a good, a good picture, picture that I'm still going to use the picture. And, and yeah. So so but I can't wear the shirt because then people are like, oh yeah, you work for Power Up. Do you I'm have like, to explain no, the whole shirt thing to people? The power up what the octopus. No, 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 like wearing... If I wear a power-up shirt, it would be problematic. But no, but, like, people wear, like... Like, I wear a bunch of people's shirts... Yeah. ...in, like, support, where it's, like, I don't wear a lot of logoed shirts unless it's people I know. Yeah, me either. I wear band shirts and game shirts. But, like, to explain... That people give me for free. Like, I try to explain it to people, and it's, like... It's somewhat confusing. I'm kind of just, like, why would I ever buy a shirt? Um... To advertise color. somebody I mean, that limited, I there's limited colors. Like I'm wearing true. a pink shirt. That's there's not a lot of pink. 
no video game shirts that I've come across or has been free. Well, That's we're, part of it. We're going to try to change that. Is the shirt? Oh, free. The shirt karma, right? Like yeah. every time I do a question bus order, I give them away because it's like I got the power of shirt. I got oh, yeah. to sell them the yeah, picture. Yeah. Um, yeah, I owed you one. Yeah, so it's good. Um, what? Uh, why is the Wonder Song soundtrack so long? Because the game had a very specific needs, and it's a music-based game, and the music and the game's really long. Mm. Greg, Greg had every single song planned, so Greg, Greg had a hundred and ten or whatever songs planned from the beginning. And did he like not from the beginning, but like that's what. That's it's built into the design of the game. So did he have like reference tracks for a lot of them? Oh or? yeah, almost every one. And so you pretty much just re like took the reference track and either redid it. Well, a lot of the around. time because at the beginning Greg didn't have that many reference tracks and then I was like references are good, but you can be creative with your references whereas you grab I like the feel of this song, but I like the instrumentation of this song and I like the tempo of this song. So it'd be like multiple references, mm-hmm. and uh, so so we're not just doing soundalikes ever, mm-hmm. and I've never been good at doing soundalikes anyway. So it's more about that's that's the easiest way to like zone in on an emotional tone, rather okay. than just trying to make a song that sounds like another song. Mm-hmm. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. Bye. <laughs> um, are the songs dynamic? Yes, not uh, all of them, but a lot of them. What? Uh, Record our door for us, please. Do it again. <laughs> I'm also not sure what, it's like, like a minor third. I throw something. everything through levelator, so I don't know what it's going to do to that. Does it? Oh, some, fun! It sometimes brings up random noises to the same level. Yeah, hopefully that'll be up at yeah. the same level. Um. So, with the dynamic songs. Like, your Spotify is not going to be dynamic. No. So how do you get that? I had to go through all the dynamic songs and arrange them into album, linear album versions. Mm. Which is it just, was a, just dumping it all at once? The like, album? Pres- yeah. Yeah. It's uploaded. It'll all, hopefully, it should ideally all come out on the 27th with the launch of the game on Spotify, and it'll be on Bandcamp for sure. As and well. is, it's like 100 songs. 110 songs in the main album and then the Bandcamp version will have like 30 B-sides or something. Mm. So we think it might be the longest I know, I'm going to say it's the longest indie game soundtrack. No one's challenged us on this. Yeah. yeah. Might as well claim it. Yeah. Also, it's never the goal. Exclusive. Yeah. Audio exclusive. Yeah. I've seen you tweet it but not say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think when budgeting for this game mm-hmm. uh like, how valuable do you think the soundtrack's going to be? If this were... If EA had commissioned me to do this soundtrack, it would have been about a quarter of a, quarter of a million dollars. Mm. But it's and great. that would be a lot to make off of streaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would not ever happen from streaming. Is it weird making a lot... Because you obviously made a long-ass soundtrack because the game's long and needed it, and it just... Yeah, I just wanted to work with Greg. And and also, it was like, this is a crazy idea. Um, It was kind of an Everest. I was like, let's just see if I can do it. Yeah. And And there were times when I thought I had made a very stupid decision (laughs) taking on this game. How's that? How many tracks in? 
was <laughs> <laughs> like 20 tracks in, you were like, oh, no way. Like, oh, God. No, well, I think 20 tracks in, I thought I was going pretty good. Yeah. Because I was sticking to my... How long you know, have you been working on it? Almost three years. Okay. Yeah. Because so, yeah. I started it out, I was like, okay, we can do 100 tracks. One song every 10 minutes. Like, everybody, I'll just have to keep it minimalist. We'll just keep everything really simple. Yeah. And that lasted for, like, the first act and a half. And then after that, it was just, you know, my business as usual, 60 to 200 track songs. Just not simple at all. <laughs> just And, and it, a lot of it had to do because Greg is pulling out these, like, really professional, like, these really ornate references a lot of the time. Mm. And I couldn't think of any way to do them simply. And you're also one person. Yeah. So he pulls out an orchestra. And I'm like, okay, guess we'll figure this out. <laughs> yeah, there is some orchestral stuff. Is, uh, is it weird that it's kind of a format that does well for streaming? Like, Chris Brown, uh, whatever you think of Chris Brown aside, mm-hmm. um, his last album was like 40 songs. Okay. <laughs> and it was it's just kind of like, but it performs better on streaming because it's yeah. just like keeping them in the album yeah. is a certain amount of streams. my my last big soundtrack was two hours over two hours, wow long the Full Metal Furies mm-hmm. soundtrack. I, I think it is okay for streaming because it is kind of a more passive way of listening to music. Yeah, that people will just let. Let play for four hours. Like, playlists are insane. Yeah. Some playlists are, like, 100 hours long. Do you get breakdowns of revenue from... I do. ...searches and playlists and all that? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Hmm. And uh, I, I, I get, like, everything always spikes on Monday, because I think that's Work. when Spotify will put you on playlists oh, from time to time, so okay. it's, it's kind of like this weekly rotation of you showing up on other people's playlists. Huh. Is, uh... How'd you name them? The playlists, the songs. Oh, the songs. Greg did. I don't. Li- I'm like that. I'm, and I'm really happy he did because I, I was not looking forward to it. <laughs> Dude, not. Yeah, it was, it I, I, I was name? literally like, um, Greg, can you name the songs? And I think he was like, Oh yeah, I assumed I would. <laughs> Did the, is there any messaging in the? I don't think we've got anything like, like I don't think the... there's any crypto stuff in the in the titles but there is some there are some a couple tiny audio secrets it maybe it might not only be in one track but there's a pretty fun one mm. yeah is uh is this the first like music game you'd say you've worked on yeah yeah I think Did, so I imagine this wasn't white most people but it, but at the same time it's not like we don't I don't even think of it as a music game. It's an adventure game. And I think that's like wh- how we're leaning our, argu- our our marketing and stuff too. Mm-hmm. It's way more an adventure game than a music game. You can play it on with the sound off. Yeah. You know? Don't do that. You don't. It wouldn't be good. As good. As but you good. can. You can play <laughs> you can play that you can get through the whole story without yeah. hearing anything. Um, Is, uh, Greg's Greg's design has accounted for that. Are you envious of mobile developers with their passive aggressive Please put on the headphones. Uh, <laughs> no, we had that. Yeah, we had that with the uh, with the rack with splitter critters. Was that your idea? No, I think it was their idea because a lot of a lot of the time, mobile developers that actually you know care about sound have spent some money on it and they want people yeah. to hear it. Yeah. Because they think it. Because they think correctly that it contributes to the experience <laughs> and makes the game better. Was. Uh, <laughs> 
was any of the sound effects kind of because because he's going around singing yeah i imagine a lot of the sound effects are musical yes in nature yeah is that uh given you were collaborating that with them yeah had that we we just we we always communicated what the key was um so there is there is like a little kind of puzzle with the keys the music keys um, throughout the acts. It's not really a puzzle so much as it's like sim- symbolism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we got it. We, we have an act in the queue in the key of W. <laughs> I don't know. You go up and down octaves. You could move down the alphabet. Oh yeah, I guess we could write it out in MIDI. Um, no, nothing that fancy. But so Am always knew what key we were in, so we always know which notes are going to work. Mm. And so there are certain, a lot of the sound effects she would make musical, which is comp, which adds a lot of sound effect work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why more people don't do it, yeah. uh, is because you now have to make, you know, four, four sets of the same sound that are in the right key, maybe. Yeah. And a lot of the time it's just not one. them hitting a the keyboard. Some running through a bush. Yeah, it's like the, on a platform. It's like the fish are jumping out of the water and they do little gling, like singing yeah. things and... And there's musical footsteps in a, a bunch of areas and stuff like that. Is the whole game limited to keys, or are you kind of all over the place? The game did limit the keys. So we have, because we didn't want to have to worry about M making new sound effects for every song, you know, so we would limit the acts by keys. Mm. And um, But then the BPM is always, that would always be communicated between Greg and I. Was that... And M, because some of the background ambiences would have, you know, a rhythm to them. How did that back and forth with the BPM go? Is that like, I want the level to kind of control like this, and these BPMs make sense, or is it... No, I would just usually write the music in any BPM I wanted, and then Greg mm-hmm. would just make it work. And if... So the so the bard actually, like, all his footsteps are in, B, in like, BPM mm-hmm. as well, so he's his speed changes with the music. Oh, weird. Yeah. And That's you could, cool. You could dub, but just to make sure that it's always natural, Greg might double it or half it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what? What was like revisions like, or was it just so grand that revisions were not? Revisions were minimal, but Greg would just come over and work with me. So he would literally be sitting in the room. So it's not like I'm sending him files and he's revising them. He's just yeah. like being Greg on the floor behind me, mm-hmm. like. I call him he, Greg's like my third cat. Have you seen Greg and like Greg and Noel Berry programming? It's They're just wherever. Young. They're like draped over the arm of an empty yeah. couch. I've seen them. Or like side, sideways on a like yeah. like their back will be on the chair and just like <laughs> Yeah, I definitely have I d I don't really wanna they're, code without very, like forearm very, support. Very cat like kids. Uh so Greg would just be like on programming away on the floor of my studio. I no, I set up like a proper workstation for him eventually, and so it's literally just like play something back, and Greg will tell me what he likes or doesn't mm-hmm. like, and we'll change it. Well, um, and sometimes it'd be songs that he he wrote a bunch of the basic melodies as well, which was mm-hmm. really fun. And did the game like did it grow? Like, did you go into it knowing you're going to be doing a hundred like hundred tracks? Kinda. Not not literally, but Did you know I think it? when I saw the yeah, seeing the first act and being like, Oh, there's twenty whatever songs in the first track or in the first act, how many acts are there? Mm. And then kind of doing the math <laughs> and being like, Wow, I really got myself into something. <laughs> Is this the most work? 
Yes. You put into a game? Yes. Is that? No, I, it's, I haven't been like super stressed out about it. I've definitely been more stressed out on projects. Yeah. Um, and having Greg come over and work with me did make that a lot easier. Well, also, I can't imagine Greg stressing you out. No. Greg's never stressed anyone out. Yeah. Yeah. So, is this being the most amount of time that like your company has put towards something? Probably, is- yeah. It's probably our biggest game hours-wise. It's hard to tell. We didn't start tracking hours until two years ago. Mm. So it's got like seven months or something unaccounted for. Mm. So you track hours of every game? Yeah, just for... and Just like, it'll just make it easier for yeah. knowing... Estimating what other games we're pitching for are going to take. And also, I imagine that helps, like, prioritizing, too, because there's probably some games that ask more of you and some games that ask yeah. less, and you're like, totally. well, this game, it's like, we haven't really done... Yeah, this will be like, kind of like, this is the max, Yeah, you know? This is um, the max of what something can ask for us. But a lot of the time, that's driven by what type of client someone is, too. And mm-hmm. Greg's, Greg's an easygoing yeah. guy. And also a very good director. And by himself. So, so he's yeah. kind of like... Greg, Greg knows what he wants. Yeah. So there's not a lot of trying stuff out until it works mm-hmm. with him, uh, which I consider good direction, whereas yeah. not as good direction is we'll know it when we hear it. Ugh. Is that... that's You shouldn't say that, right? No. I would avoid it. <laughs> um, On both sides. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been a bad client before, too, so yeah. like I understand. Yeah. Like, I've, I've definitely hired artists for whatever business graphic designer mm-hmm. like business cards and stuff and being like you're the artist you just do what you do mm-hmm. and then they come back with something that's not what I want and I'm like mm-hmm. I should have never said that but that's what I, I do should have provided some slogans. directions yeah I say it has to have a bus yes <laughs> and then other than that I don't care right really yeah um, uh at this point, yeah, maybe. But I think I've eight. I think I've given even less direction that than that before <laughs> to artists, and and that was a bad that was a bad move. Is it is it exciting or scary? Uh, it being kind of the for for sake of this conversation, the biggest game you guys have worked on as far as like time committed to it. It's it's fine. I'm not terrified because mm-hmm. our business model is at a state where if this game tanks, we're fine, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, It's not like, yeah, it's not like the old days where everything was 100%, where everything we're working on is 100% revenue share and, like, um, we're just losing everything when things go under. Mm -hmm. So I'm not scared. Uh, I obviously hope it does really well. Yeah. And I am optimistic that it will, and it feels Mm -hmm. like a less... uh, you know, hope-driven, but not fact-driven optimism than usual. Uh, like what do you mean? Like, we've got... There's just more buzz, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Greg's launch tweet got, like, 5,000 likes or something. Mm-hmm. So I have more room for optimism than a lot of... The, a lot of the time, you're just... Your heart feels good about the game, mm. but nothing else... <laughs> Nothing yeah. else reflects that in yeah. you know the zeitgeist. So this time I'm feeling better than usual. Is this the type of thing you guys want to be doing moving forward? Like, do you want to be working on kind of fewer games that are bigger? Uh, I'm not really sure what I want to be. Like, we want to keep working on these uplifting indie games. Mm-hmm. 
that are you know largely nonviolent and mm. colorful and uh, just aren't what everyone else is doing. Mm. That's, Why? that's kind of been our, our niche so far. Yeah. Yeah. Why the uplifting, colorful? I think there's just not enough of it mm. in games in general. And do you feel like other audio, uh, like other, there's like more kind of audio buzz for the other stuff? I mean, generally, and this is, you know, this is pegging a lot, like this is making a pretty broad swath, but yeah. a lot of people, like when I went to school, it's, you know, getting into sound design, it's, this would be more on sound design than music, but a lot of people getting into sound design are, you know, A, dudes, and B, all they want to do, make us sci-fi gunshots. Mm. And big robots. And yeah. sci-fi, 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 sci-fi. Mm. And we... I love doing sci-fi too, yeah. but also saw that there's this huge space for more delicate sounds and mm. more nuanced uh, emotional sound design and soundscapes and arcs and mm-hmm. thinking about things from a almost like literature-like mm. Uh, perspective, yeah. Where we can insert deeper storylines into the sound itself. I don't know if you mm. like M's talk on night in, M's night in the woods talk yeah. from last year at GDC. That's that's the kind of thing that we really like doing. Yeah. Is is that something that you is is comes up to your potential clients a lot? Like, do people come and they're like, "Hey, I got this sci-fi gun game." And you're like, this isn't really what we do. Uh, we are actually pitching for one right now, but I'll probably be doing it entirely on my own. <laughs> no one else on my team really wants to do it. Yeah. Joey, Joey and I both do like our shooters. Yeah. Um, so Joe, Joey and I, we do we do the the games with the violence. Yeah. Because we still we still like that, but I'm not going to ask Rachel or M to mm. do it because it's not something that they enjoy yeah. or, even, or even support. You know. And I imagine you probably find that they do better work. Like, do you find that you're... I don't want anybody working on something they don't want to be working on. But do you find that your team does better work when they are really passionate about it? Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. How's the, like... Um, going from, like, kind of a solo person doing all this to having a very large team? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of crept up on me. I was a hand-to-mouth contractor. Mm. Then I was yeah. a busy hand-to-mouth contractor. Like, Is that like soup to nuts? Yeah, basically. I, maybe. Just, you know, just paying the bills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paycheck to With paycheck. With your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you're just eating the money. That's what it is. I don't know the etymology of the idiot. Yeah. But uh, the... Uh, yeah, so I was, you know, I was a new contractor just out of school. Then I was a busy contractor doing a lot of outsourcing for Power Up yeah. and a few of my other games. And then yeah, like fast forward, I had a hit right out of the gate. I yeah. fluked the fuck out. Yeah, with that hell of a game, Ro- Rogue Legacy. That Rogue Legacy, hell and, of a game. and um, but also Shellraiser, yeah. too, was a hit as well. My first yeah. two games were hits, almost unlike anything I've seen since. Almost. Mm. Uh, which was a huge fluke, massive except, except piece of luck, except Wandersong, yeah. after this podcast comes out post-launch. Uh, so that was massive fluke. I definitely recognize how lucky that was, and mm. will probably never happen again. 
Um, that's a good way to think. It'll yeah. never happen again. Yeah, well, that's why I'm kind of proud of where my business model is right now. Yeah. We are not relying on that ever happening again. Yeah. Uh, do you do have that goal amount of games? Because I hear I hear Power Up, because I'm close to Power Up because I did the audio of Darkest Dungeon. Spent a lot more time with them. Yeah. Um, I hear Jeff talking about we want to try and work on X many games a year. No. Um, yeah, we don't. Um, or, yeah. I'm more month to month just making sure we're making enough to maintain our contingency. I like to have like a really large contingency mm-hmm. um, so that we're not never have to lay anyone off. Mm-hmm. Ethical employment is like my big thing right now. Yeah. Um, I want to be more stable than a triple A. It's beautiful. And I think so far I yeah. we are. Triple A, triple A is I mean it seems more stable. It's illusory. But it's 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 really hard to get somebody to pay for 200 people to make a game. Yeah. And you basically don't know until you ship. Yeah. Whether you're going to... And, I mean, maybe some people are doing multi-game deals, but I think for the, the average AAA, it's like, this has to go well, so they'll yeah. give us the money again. Yeah. So, or, so the so they're making my the first mistake that I don't that I try, really try to avoid is that they only have like this one source of income. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and they they have merch and everything yeah. else, but it will all be reliant on one IP a lot of the time. What are some like I imagine streaming? So streaming we, we get music. Well, time. our main thing is that we have multiple games that we're mm-hmm. working on. So we have trailers up to 15, 20 IPs that we work on at any given time mm-hmm. that can that will turn into future income or are providing income right now. Mm-hmm. So. And that means we'll also be splitting up the types of income that we're making. Sometimes yeah. some games want to pay up front. Yeah. That provides uh, current sustainability. Mm-hmm. Some games prefer to do a revenue share. That provides passive income for later. Mm. So that means we'll be getting income do, from. Do you have like an ideal mix for that, or is it kind of like? I have like a sliding scale. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as long as we're making basically our, our, and this is just standard business, but it's like as long as we make our overhead times two. That's um, usually the goal, but for, ba- for that's our minimum required. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what we have to make yeah. to be a st- sustainable company. Mm. So when I'm doing my math, it's like okay, this is what we have to hit. Hopefully, that's the thing with revenue share. It's always a risk. Yeah. So you always have to bump that up a bit because yeah. you should be rewarded for your risk. Yeah. Um, it's like Definitely. any like a publisher or anything. It's mm. just we're giving time instead of money. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, you try to balance that, like, half your games are, like, you have that kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you try and stay between. But of course, if somebody... Yeah, like, ideally, if, if ideally we'll always... Ken Levine walks in, apologies if you're working with them, and he's like, hey, I got this game. Yeah. I want you to do the audio for it. It's going to be huge. Then you might be like, okay, the scale's maybe a little bit... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, some yeah. companies, yeah, some companies can w- will not ever pay rev- revenue share, yeah. right? Because it... It doesn't make sense for them, and it doesn't really make sen- a lot of sense for us a lot of the time because yeah. they'll, have, they'll be like, "We have fifty employees." And you don't want to be only on rev- revenue share. No, like not if usually. You're working on revenue share for for us right now is reserved for indies that have like shipped nothing but are doing something we think is really beautiful, and they have no, and they have no money. Yeah. So then we'll be like, okay, we we believe in your project, and we believe in you. Mm-hmm. It's usually you first before the project. Yeah. Um, that that will be like okay we'll take no money up front for this but if the game goes gangbusters then we'll make a lot yeah yeah hopefully um so yeah you got the multiple games you got streaming 
yeah, music staff. Some outsource work from time to time. We and we, we yeah when we still do. We don't really do much outsource work anymore. Power mm. ups got themselves, they've got themselves taken care of. I think we've done, <laughs> some, we've done some stuff for them, but not in the recent future. Yeah. Recent what? Recent past. Recent past. Uh, and, but we also have non-game clients. We do yeah. smarter everyday stuff. Um, we get to do some stuff for phantom cameras coming up. That's pretty exciting. They make all the slow motion cameras. Ooh. Uh, do smarter every day. They see your watermelon pick, and they were like, "No, they saw smarter every day." Oh, okay. Yeah, because smarter pick <laughs> has like, this guy knows under, this guy carefully. <laughs> um, and we occasionally do stuff for all the other, like we're kind of the slow motion sound design specialists as well. So hmm. we've done stuff for the slow mo guys, uh, Veritasium. Any um, games come with their like. Well, I mean, bullet time might not be your market, but some sort of that would be a different thing, like yeah. a time-based game. Yeah, we actually had to we actually had to bail on um, on a universe sandbox too. It was just too hard. Yeah, because it has like infinite slowdown, infinite speed up, and we were working on our own. Our our audio tool, Muna, yeah. was, was in its infancy, mm-hmm. so we like we just weren't able we weren't able to handle it basically it was sad because i love that game and i love that team yeah but we just couldn't they need they needed someone they needed a full-time high-level audio programmer Mm. and we were a part-time low mid-level yeah audio like our tool was very much still in development Mm. and they needed something fully fledged yeah and their game is crazy it's the craziest they're doing the craziest like it from the title the craziest (laughs) shit with with unity that has maybe ever been done it's insane is uh, are a lot of your projects coming in? Like, are you more of a Unity? Yeah. House? So uh, we're building a Unity-based audio tool called Muna, that uh, our programmer Maris pitched to me. Not even they didn't even pitch it to me. Actually, they just showed me when they were a contractor, a sound design contractor, that they were working on some stuff in Unity that is actually about basically doing some simple middleware-ish mm-hmm. logic. And I just had a rough time with middleware in Contraption because we always had to be on the bleeding edge in Fantastic uh, Contraption yeah, yeah. with like VR because it was a Vive launch title. Yeah. And we had to be on the newest Unity all the time. And I was also trying to use these binaural plugins mm-hmm. that one of them got bought by Facebook halfway through and support was dropped. Ugh. And But we were already like in too deep and yeah. stuff. So I just got... I, w- I had a brief kind of like hate on for middleware, <laughs> even which is no one in game audio has probably ever said that before. Yeah, it's it's I'm over it. Yeah, I still like middleware. You're still I still like it a lot, but I wanted it. I wanted an alternative that we yeah. had full control of, mm-hmm. because we run into problems and then we're emailing two different companies for support, even though we have like a hard hard deadline coming up, mm-hmm. and. In some cases, like you know, the audio is just completely fucking broken. Doesn't even play a sound. <laughs> yeah, that that could be really stressful. I can't imagine. Yeah, so I wanted something where we made it, and if something is super broken, then our programmers are just right here, and it's their job to work on it until it's fixed. And I've been talking to your programmers about it, and it's a really interesting idea because it's shared between games. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. Um, was that? Uh, is that always like kind of 
something your clients are into? Like when you bring it up, or is it? It's, well, I mean, it's not really shared between games. It's just everybody gets the same tool, oh, and everyone okay. will get the same updates with that tool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not like everybody's. Yeah, the logic. You're not getting. You know, I can. Well, I can not using Luna, but like, uh, Parkitect is not getting Splitter Critters file name stuff in there. So mm. It's all. Yeah. It's all very specific to yeah, Luna. Yeah. You get Luna files. Um, and stuff, but yeah, there's no cross game. Oh, okay. There's okay, no yeah. cross game contamination. That makes more sense. There's no cross I game was, contamination. Yeah, when I was hearing it, I was I, it sounded like this audio system within the games that was getting shared between games, and I was like, this sounds nuts. <laughs> and it being a tool makes a lot more sense. Yeah, no, it's just it's yeah, it's a tool set basically. Um, what? Because not every sound design kind of company has this what made you uh kind of look into audio programmers i it was again i guess i was just an opportunist i saw that maris had a knack for it and i was like hey maybe would you be interested in not doing sound design anymore and just doing that mm-hmm. and and they were like absolutely mm. so, so, you hired I, just, them so I, hired, I hired them as a audio programmer but, to just uh, do that full time. But you saw there were sound designers as well. Yeah. Which uh, I imagine you think is extremely valuable for an audio programmer. Yes. Yeah. You you have to know what sounds good in order to program for things to sound good. Mm. And have an understanding of general audio engineering uh, strategies and mm-hmm. science and workflow and yeah. stuff like that. And like how it's going to be created will influence like... Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's used tools that were made by people, usually free tools online, that were made by people that got an interest in X subject but had never worked professionally in X subject. Mm. There's one called Paul Stretch that's a good example. And it does cool stuff, but its interface is obviously done by someone that just never worked in, in audio. <laughs> it's so weird and, and, and counterintuitive to everything that mm. we're used to working with. Um, which is kind of funny because Wise is kind of like that too mm. but they did it intentionally they were like we're going to re- reimagine how sound in and games interact and yeah. we're not going to try to make it look like your digital audio workstation we're yeah. not going to try to make it look like anything it's going to be its own it's going to be its own thing its own thing yeah but they, they were really smart about it Paul, yeah. Paul Stretch is crazy well that's probably <laughs> not a lot of people making Paul Stretch no it was, probably, one, it was probably one person, and his name was probably Paul. Was, I think it was Paul, and the website has. I <laughs> what does think, it do? I think the website is a, a picture of someone with like their head up their own ass or something to just show that it's flexible. It it slows sounds down infinitely, but it's with digital digital interpolation, mm. so it's not realistically doing it. Yeah, but it's just doing it. It's like it just sounds it super weird. Yeah, huh. weird. everything just sounds like a hum when you slow it down infinitely, but. <laughs> Um, so was your whole team grown out of, like, opportunity? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because, so yeah, the reason I became an employer was I wasn't, like, I was never planning on being an employer. Mm-hmm. I was a contractor, then I was a busy contractor, then I was a busy contractor subcontracting, and then with for part-time help, and then I was a busy co- contractor that needed other contractors full-time, all the time. So I just, so they just became employees. <laughs> and that has, that has happened four times. 
and <laughs> maybe will happen f- five times fairly soon. So, yeah. Are you always kind of on the hunt? I'm always keeping tabs on who's good, yeah. for sure. Where do you find and, that? And also, um, well, I run the Sound Designers Meetup group, but I've been slacking on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was running that for years. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get myself replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got people I ask. I ask the game audio instructor at VFS. Mm-hmm. Um, I make myself available for people to send me stuff. Yeah. So people can get, get in touch with me on Twitter or can get a coffee with me in Vancouver mm-hmm. and can just send me their, their portfolios and I'm happy to review them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I generally know who's got a knack for yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think... Upon viewing, like, one... Even 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 if they're not good yet, I can usually tell if they've got a nose for it. Yeah. Or an or, e- yeah. ear for it. <laughs> and also, I, I mean, I don't know exactly everybody that's worked here, but it seems like you've hired well. Yeah, I also take my time, right? Like. Oh, really? Everybody, everybody that works for me contracts for me for several months mm-hmm. beforehand. Like we have to know that you work well with us and you like how yeah. we work. And because people, everyone here has to be pretty self motivated. I don't like micromanaging, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think anyone likes to be micromanaged. Do you leave a lot of the interfacing with the teams to the yep. subsides themselves? Yeah. So usually it'll be like like M's doing Untitled Goose Game. Oh, you got that? Yeah. And Yo. and they don't even want like I don't think that much to do with me at all. They just want yeah. they just want to work with them. Yeah. Um, well, that's better so, for you because you don't want to spend your whole day. I don't want to micromanage. In Trello. No, but I was also really excited about that game and I wanted to get. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to I wanted a thumbprint on it. I saw that at the, that party. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I got to play it for the first time at Fantastic Arcade, yeah. and it was like the only game that my wife has ever liked in the past twenty years. Mm. And Except for Wandersong. Yeah, yeah, she kind of likes it. She loves Wandersong. <laughs> she loves <Wondersome>. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I played it at that party, and it's just like, um, I think it's really hard to have uh, humor. Like, humor in games is really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when you do do it, like even if you make something that's funny, yeah, it's really hard Um to localize, I don't know if that's what you're going to say, but that is uh, one of the well, yeah, things. Well, lo- yeah, do. but localization is never easy. Yeah, um, it's always a. But I feel like humor is extra hard. Yeah, but I guess any kind of emotional nuance can be really difficult. Yeah, uh, but uh, I was going to say that making it not look like just a joke. Yeah, uh, and that expressing something that looks like it would be fun to play. Yeah, but. It just happens to be funny. Like it's funny. Yeah, as well. exactly. And it's it's a fun stealth. It's a good stealth like, game, and it feels performative. Yeah, like you want to watch. And I think that's almost like kind of, and not even in a streaming way. Mm-hmm. Like in a like funny games that you'd feel like you can be funny in. Yeah, and not funny things are happening to you. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, and you can be like. And it's just a really good game for laughing. That's a good, at, laughing yeah. at yourself while you're, wow, you know, while you're playing. I'm impressed by a lot of your guys' gets, but me that, too. That one, I'm surprised. <laughs> wow. So, so yeah, that's M's game. Uh, Joey's working on a huge 
game that we just just I think just got publicly announced yesterday. Congratulations! Called Godfall with um, Counterplay Games. They made Duelist, so mm-hmm. we we did Duelist as well. But this is their mm-hmm. their follow up. Yeah, and it's it's massive. It's like a triple A melee, mm. triple double A, I guess, but like a melee based online uh, fantasy game. Oh. that's been super crazy. Is uh been work we've been working on it for a long time. We just got get to talk about it now, so that's cool. Do you look kind of at every one of your clients as something that you're gonna be doing long term? Yeah, my little I try to this is like really cheesy phrase, but I like to invest in people, not projects. Mm. So when like when Greg showed me the prototype for Wander Song, I was like not even that impressed, but I just <laughs> loved Greg. Yeah, and, it's uh, turned and out a like, lot better. Wander Song, yeah. a much better, very impressive. And I just, I'm, I've also just resigned myself to the fact that I'm not someone that's going to guess which game is going to be good. Oh, so you you're know? just gonna, you're just gonna. So I'm just, I'm just like, I know, I, know, I don't know if Wander Song is going to be good or not, but I know Greg is good, and I know even if Greg doesn't make something good this time, he's going to make something great eventually. Like really great eventually, and we're just lucky that Wonder Song was that really great thing this time. Yeah, but the best game Greg will ever make, Wonder Song. Maybe, maybe not, but probably not. <laughs> He's like four years old. Best game with song in the title. Sure, sure, sure. Or Wander. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's really interesting because you see so many talks about uh, trying to guess which game is going to be good. About trying to guess, like look at stats and look at analytics mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like it from indie publishers. I've really tried it myself a bunch of times, yeah. and I failed so many times. Mm-hmm. And invested, like we did it with with Viking Squad. We felt like it was a shoe in. Nobody mm-hmm. had made a good. Yeah. Nobody made a visually appealing brawler since uh, Castle Crashers. since Castle Crashers. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Scott Pilgrim's pretty good. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sounds pretty... Well, doesn't sound... I don't know if it's... I would have felt like it should have sounded good. It can't speak... It it sounds good, but it's got some... It's got a little bop. Yeah. It's got a little chiptune bop to Mm -hmm. it. But uh, that didn't go how we wanted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fossil Echo was probably the best-looking platformer in a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that didn't go very well either. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's really interesting you're just removing yourself from it. You're just like, I'm going to bet on the people. Yeah, yeah. My, my bets are on the people now. I'm always going to be... Like I'm the- always going to be speculating about game performance. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tr- obviously try because I think it's cool and I love spreadsheets. Yeah. But it's definitely people first. Yeah. And also, like, long term, assuming everybody puts out something that eventually does well. Yeah, yeah, it gets real. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's, that's not the case. That's not and the that, case, and that it's a lot more depressing than that. Um, but assuming <laughs> that, yeah, because they're not like even Wander Song is not like a terrible. No matter how ugly the demo was, yeah, it's not bad. It's not an idea. That well, yeah, like, that's the. Other, I think that's the other thing yeah. is that I gave up on assuming that I could into it if it was a good game or not based on a prototype I just am not I'm not a designer so I had to yeah. stop pretending I knew those things mm. and also long term you're going to be working with them 
<laughs> like, yeah. long term, you're going to be working. But yeah, ide- people, ideally. Like, I don't know if Greg's sick of me after 110 songs. I wouldn't got, be surprised. you got but. four other people you can get sick of, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you can move around. But you have that familiarity and, like, like yeah, that's a really, kind of, I think, a beautiful way of doing it. Yeah, well, what, one benefit of doing what we do and is And then you'll enjoy the time with them. Yeah. I mean, people might change, but I imagine the people you believe in. We don't have any clients that we don't, like, want to hang out with. Yeah. I, uh, everybody you're, I work with is freaking sweet. And you're going to be going to the shows and yeah. kind of doing all that stuff. Yeah. We have a, I'm, I'm, having, I'm having a good time right yeah. now. I'm enjoying where my career has found itself. Which, as much as you want to be absurdly wealthy, uh, having a good time. Yeah. Pan red. Yeah. We've all seen Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a real estate listing. In We've Van- all seen Casino. I saw a real estate listing in Vancouver, uh, and the place was like very. Uh, like I saw it online, so a friend yeah. sent it to me, and it was like <laughs> very, for lack of a better term, gaudy. Is that okay. even an acceptable word? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Could- There's a lot of places in Vancouver that have like a lot of brass. Or like gold plating and mirrors on things. Yeah, or in and, like uh, South in South Surrey, there's a lot of mirrors. This is more like dark, a lot of leather. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. The puffy, big puffy leather couches. Yeah. And uh, and like the place had a bar in and the like a bar built into the kitchen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they had TVs everywhere, and the TVs they photoshopped Scarface. Really? Onto the real estate ad. Yeah. Like Weird. somebody would look at this and be like. This will fit. That that oh, it's it's like Scarface. I want to I I get this. I want to get this place. Not a Miami mansion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Photoshopped. That's yeah. awesome. Photoshopped too. Yeah. Like they yeah. didn't they didn't want to pay for the Netflix DVD or yeah. whatever whatever. However you watch Scarface nowadays. Right. Right. Um. How do you find the new projects? Like, are they reaching out to you? We're luckily at a space now where um, people have been reaching out to us. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes people will just, like, ping us on Twitter and we'll be like, yeah, we do that. And, like, people are yeah. people are kind of... It's happened at least once where we've gotten a job because someone else, like, we, I guess we have fans. Mm. Someone else will be like, hey, you should hire a shell in the pit. Just, like, not even mm. always people in games or something. The being a technical... Audio Studio has helped us from that perspective. Yeah. And uh, have you been saying no? Uh, occasionally. Because you're too busy? Yeah, occasionally. Or if it's a game that... If it's something that no one on the team... Because we have pretty niche interests as well, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if someone does come to us with mm-hmm. like a hyper-violent uh, whatever. Like, we wouldn't have done uh, only, only Russia Bleeds. Or Russia, Mother Russia Bleeds, mm-hmm. you know. So that's not something that we would have taken on. Mm-hmm. Could have recommended other people for it. Yeah. Um, so we always, I, I say no frequently, but always with a recommendation. That's good. Yeah. I always try to pass. Do you like spread out those recommendations, or do you just kind of have like the best option of the like? Just uh, work your way down quality, or do you? A lot, like, well, a lot of the time it'll be budget related too, because uh, if it's yeah. someone that's just out of school and they're like, "Yeah, we're doing an indie game and we have yeah. absolutely no money," I'll be like, "I've got, I've got the student for you." <laughs> or here, work with. I've got you know a, an eager new grad that I think is pretty good. Yeah, that uh, you should collaborate with and grow together with, because mm-hmm. that's kind of what it's about. It's not about you. Yeah, you want to grow with other people rather than try to get 
like skip grades, I guess. Hmm. That's what I tell a lot of people is, you know, if you're at conventions, you know, don't go expecting, if you meet a famous person, don't expect that you get to just like be friends with them. Mm-hmm. You want to be friends with the future then. What's the most famous game developer you've I've met? met? Uh, man, I just don't really think of game developers as that famous. Met Rami like four times. He doesn't remember. Me. He never remembers me. But uh, uh, I mean, he's <laughs> Chris Barassa. They're all our. Fr- they're all our friends. They're all. F- yeah. They're all my friends. I guess, I guess Rami counts, but he's everywhere, so it doesn't feel special. Yeah, I've shook Tim Schafer's hand, and I had no idea who he was at the time. My ex did that. Yeah, she thought she thought it was somebody from. I Giant. noticed. I, I thought it was somebody from Giant Bomb. Yeah, I, I think I was like. Uh, he he was coming around because I was at the Northways booth, yeah, helping them out, and he came around to say hi to them. Oh yeah, he probably met all sorts. And of so them. I was almost like, I I could tell that he had a bit of a posse, mm. so I was like, okay, he must be someone. Mm. But I was also like, the Northways must be someone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if this person wants to come to say hi to them. Northways are popular, man. They're popular. I love them. And. uh yeah, the thing I did recently is uh, David, David Jaffe's studio closed. Okay. Um, and uh, it was actually... What studio been, was it? They made that Drawn to Death. Oh, okay. Um, but it's been really interesting to watch because they, like, sold a bunch of, like, old Twisted Metal memorabilia oh, and, like, man. did a bunch of stuff. And he started showing, like, pitch decks. Okay. He started showing what he was sending to the publisher, which was interesting because it looked way better than... The final product? Then the final product. Like, like his ideas were, like, kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, he was showing those, but he started doing live stream. He's basically, like... I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I... I think Kaylee told me about this. I yeah. went in the chat and, <laughs> and, he, and just mentioned that, like... Uh, I think he mentioned Darkest Dungeon. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Cool. Hey, I worked on that game. Uh, that's really cool that you talked about it and he was like what? like he was kind of surprised right and, right right because it was not a lot of people in the chat it was like yeah, yeah. people in the chat <laughs> and I was like I think Kaylee did something similar mm. yeah yeah like also like it was asking him a bunch of questions in the chat or something yeah it's pretty funny and then we had uh, we had Ken Levine come by the booth oh okay uh, but talked to the one person who didn't know who Ken Levine was nice and that would have been me I don't know what he looks like he <laughs> looks like Tyler <laughs> um, yeah so so you're just gonna work on games that fit your fit or we that have, are in your bag we have an aesthetic yeah, yeah we have an aesesthetic and we have a pretty you're good work idea with of what the it same is same people you worked with before and more and more yeah <laughs> Um, and 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 we do go outside of the aesthetic occasionally, but yeah. usually if it's usually it'll be unique when it's a good do. business decision. Then yeah, yeah. Um, and then what? Like, what's gonna make you grow? Uh, well, I don't want to grow too much. Mm. I feel like I feel like the fun indies that we work on won't work with me anymore if I get if I become a huge studio. How big could you get? I don't know how big we can get before that happens. You but. doubled. You're not that big. Yeah. As a sound studio, that's gigantic. Four seems huge. Four is you big. and Pua. I'm Hex- like, I don't understand. Hexany how. is like twelve. Oh, okay. And they're down in LA. Yeah. And I chat with Richard a lot. 
Yeah. And I think they, yeah, I think they might actually have trouble getting some indies sometimes because it's intimidating to be working with mm. a team that big. But I kind of consider myself more like an agent for sound designers because mm. basically a big part of my job is just taking care of the money stuff, mm. getting the gigs, dealing with the contracts, mm. and that's something that everybody that works for me hates. And, and that's why they're make, working for me. Everybody that works for me could make be. cool sounds. Yeah. Everybody that works for me could be a successful freelancer. Yeah. On their own if they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But they just hate the business crap. So yeah. that's my job. And it's nice to be able to just work. Yeah. And not worry about that stuff. Yeah. And and we and, and you get more opportunity to to meet different people. Like yeah. and it and it is super important to me that Everyone's not just like cranking out sounds all day too. Mm. That's something that I found is pretty valuable mm. from the ethical employment standpoint. Yeah, being like we just have an ongoing list of not sound stuff that needs doing. Mm. Anytime you just need a mental break, like yeah, you can go uh, fix up the website a bit, or mm. uh, uh, maybe work on a sound library instead of mm-hmm. just because so, sometimes you're just in middleware for weeks. Sometimes you're just editing dialogue for weeks and it can that's what burns people out how do you look at team bonding just I don't know we just do it by working I don't really think we don't like we went go-karting that was fun but we were also recording so the nice thing about sound is you can always you can always do team bonding as part of a recording trip Mm. but it's not something I feel the need to focus on yeah I feel I feel like I don't want people having to do that on their in their leisure time the time I had to do it, it was weird. Yeah. It was, like, really weird. Yeah. It feels weird to me, and I have no desire to do it. Yeah. It's better to go to a thing. Yeah. And go to a I don't. And there's... I don't see any reason to, like, try to force people to be friends either. Mm. You know? It's, it's not about... That was an, another big thing for me is when I'm hiring, I'm not... Like, potential best friend is not what I'm hiring for. Interesting. Which a lot of people don't like. You know, a lot of people are like, well, one of the most important things yes, when yeah. I hire is, can I spend eight hours in a room with you? Like, do I like you? And I'm not saying I don't like my employees, but that's not the it's not the highest thing on my list. The most important thing is whether they can do a job or not. Yeah, and do it reliably and and also removing that like being stuff. pleasant to work with is fine, but I think it's also important for me to get called out on my bullshit from from time to time. Yeah, from from people that disagree with me on things. I think that's important you know i think there's a bit of like you want to have people not everybody obviously that'd be a terrible place to work but you want yeah. to have people that are willing to say things to stir the pot a bit maris maris, maybe not maris calls pot, me out all the time but not stir the pot but but but, but we'll challenge we'll my like, challenge my pre-existing assumptions yeah or like i don't care who it is if i don't think this idea is right i'm gonna say, say something. So. like those type of people are i think beneficial to have yeah absolutely. sprinkled in totally um and, uh, and what's met- funny is that I'm like not the, that person either. I, I I'm pretty like cowed to authority a lot of the time. Mm. Um, but we've like done well with. Oh shit! What was I gonna say? Wander song. It Wander sounds song. great. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Streaming on Spotify. Yeah. Are you gonna be on title? Pardon? You gonna be on title? What do you mean? The the uh, Jay Z owned music service that people. Oh have. yeah, yeah. It'll be on title. I just noticed that when I submitted yeah. my my distributor. Distrib- yeah. distrib- people who don't listen to hip hop, like you want to piss me off on a tech podcast. Yeah. Make fun of title. Okay. Because I. <laughs> Do you love it? 
They have 444. Oh, okay. One of the best. And like, no one else does, huh? No. Ah. And it's one of the best hip-hop albums ever made. And it would be it. And it's so good. It'd be the type of thing that I would be like, if somebody's like, hey, man, like, like I want to listen to a hip-hop. Yeah. I would actually maybe do that because it's like mature and it's like, like there's stuff about building a business and stuff about like family mm-hmm. and infidelity and it's like a very mature thing but still still is as hip hop as anything. Right. Um, and when there is music that's associated to the title, I subscribe. Yeah. I do unsubscribe afterwards. Oh. But, um, <laughs> How much is it? It's the, same as it's the same as everything yeah. else. Okay. Yeah, and they have video content too. They have their own like TV shows and stuff. But okay. I think it's a bit weird. Uh, yeah, the streaming landscape is a bit weird to me. It's very weird. Yeah, there are so many of them. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's you know, I know the thing that gets the least amount of because I do a lot of make weird T-shirts, mm-hmm. games, my travel photos. Yeah, the thing that gets the least amount of traction going hey I made a Spotify playlist yeah <laughs> that, that gets the lowest yeah. of all the yeah and that was kind of funny is my distributor told me they wanted me to make playlists because it helps you get on playlists which mm-hmm. I thought was a bit weird so, mm. I, so I did kind of at their weird. behest yeah. I think they were like yeah we, they want you like Spotify will favorite artists that are also using the platform for mm-hmm. playlisting I don't think it did anything. No. Well, I was going to say that... Because, the yeah, my, play, I, my playlist has, like, 40 followers. The reason I do it is because transferring music is, like, a pain in the ass. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't want to be carrying around, like, hard drives and, yeah. <laughs> like, host them somewhere. And so you just do private playlists? Uh, well, well, they can't be private. Well. What I do is I listen to them, but I can listen to music while I work. You can't really... No. I mean, maybe when you're... No, I watch, I watch bad horror movies with subtitles. Yeah. And um, just glance over from time to time. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I can listen to music and then I can build these playlists kind of while I work. Yeah. And I've, I've verified them because I've listened to them once a week for 30 weeks. Right. <laughs> or something. I'm like, <laughs> this is sequenced how I want. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a way to keep in track of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, exciting. Times. Exciting times. Having a good time. Seems like you're having a good time. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I can't wait to see what the next Red Hook thing is. Um. Yeah. It's gonna be a bit. Yeah. Or at least I assumed. I assumed at least, much. Um, I haven't seen the office yet. Oh really? Yeah. You didn't come to our office morning? I don't think I got invited, Kier. Yeah, you did. I think I slipped through the cracks, or maybe I just yeah missed it. I might have just missed it. I don't know. Invites like the people at Red I'm Hook. I'm not very good at Facebook. The people at Red Hook are pretty weird about invites. Yeah. Like. It's a lot of, like, if you're not there or in the right message group or, like, yeah, nobody tells you, uh, but everybody's always invited. Right. It's not a, it's just the way that people are. And like, oh, no, no, no. I know. Like, I, Chris doesn't have Facebook. I know I would have been fine and, showing up. And, and all this stuff. Um, but, yeah, you should come by the office. It's, uh. Yeah, Olympic Village? Yeah, ish. I mean, ish. I'm not going to dox. You're right. Let's the not, office. Let's not dox the office. You actually have. You actually have those fans. You have those fans. Um, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, and there's a lot more people in it now. Right. Which is nice. How many more? Um, people? I mean, we got six people with desks right now. Oh wow. Tyler's got his guest desk, and then we, um, 
There's some other surprises. Jeff's got a little room, yeah. Which I'm not gonna. Oh sweet. I don't know how. I don't board. I don't know how. I don't know if our office managers listen to the podcast. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, thanks for being on the question bus. This was fun. I waited so long. Um, Do you want to? Well, you don't start start the show with a showstopper. Pardon? You don't start the show with a showstopper, right? No. Like, I specifically went out there to not interview Vancouver people. Right. Because I could fucking fill a whole season full of Vancouver greats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And there's no point Mm -hmm. doing that while I'm just... I can get in a podcast, I'll travel and... It would just become the Vancouver Game Developer Podcast. Well, I haven't had many repeat people... Uh, Nicholas McDonald, who you're familiar with. He's Pat, been on twice? He's, he's, he's like a he's friend a good, of the show. He's a good time. Ty Taylor's right. friend of the show. Right, right, right. Uh, I don't know anybody else's friend of the I show. I bet Nick's like words per minute is like triple mine. That's an yeah, audio analysis I would like to yeah. do. He has um, a lot of thoughts yeah. going at once. And a lot of the time it has nothing to do with games is what we talk about. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do you know how the podcast normally ends? No. But normally it ends with me going, thanks for being on the question bus, which I already did, which I try not to tell them the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a little bit of... <laughs> the quite um, a what? And then I uh, ask if there's anything you want to plug. Uh, Wonder Song, buy it, buy it on September 27th. Yeah. Or buy after 20th. Stream it. Or any day after. Buy the album. No, buy a week one. Yeah. That's important. Day yeah. one, ideally. Please. Which is... September 27th, 2018. 18. Um, Probably like 10 a.m. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'll be over at Grace. It'll be out. We'll watch in streams. All oh, what are, you, what are you guys doing for like a lunch? He's house He's house sitting for Matt Thorson right now, so we're going to go hang out there. Okay. And watch streams. Oh, we're going to have a launch party, which you're invited to. Oh, sure. sweet. Yeah, yeah, no, I already know about that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you. We just started. don't know where it is yet. Yeah. I think. I really hope yeah. Greg has booked something by now. Um, I don't know <laughs> if he booked... I think it's like a house thing. He got a house? Well, he lives in the party house, normally, and it's... We need more room than that, I think. Really? We have like 100 people coming, yeah. 100 people are coming? Yeah, there's 100 RSVPs. No, 80. There's 80 <laughs> RSVPs. So we might, we, we might actually big. have to rent a hall or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right, there's a couple... The, the Northways have offered their place as well, mm. so... But it's going to be a banger. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 